Hello everyone, welcome back to A Turn of Events where we help put a positive spin on the future of your business. I'm Annette Nath, the CEO and Creative Director of Nath Productions. We are a strategic event production company based in New York City, but we do events all over the world. We specialize in corporate, social, nonprofit, and weddings. We are doing a ton of events right now, which is so exciting. We have a golf outing next week, and we have a wedding right after that. So we are just really, really excited. So many great things are coming in. If you're looking to do a live or a virtual or hybrid event, we're doing all of that. Mostly everyone is doing live now. Of course, there's a little bit of concern about the you know new COVID spread that's going around, but we are taking precautions. We're making sure everyone's safe, and we suggest that you do the same. So please reach out. Love to help you. If you have any, we can give you advice. We can help you. Whatever it looks like, we're here for you. If you are a wedding and event planner and you are looking to uh, start your own business or you're struggling in your current business, we're here for you as well. Join us at Event Planner Society. It's a Facebook group, over 1,500 people in the group who are active and helping each other. And I'm giving tons of great tips talking about all the things that put together your, your, your business and how to do events and all that great stuff. So join us at Event Planner Society, only for wedding and event planners. We love all of our vendors, but it's just to support you. And uh, I do have a coaching program, which I'm happy to talk to you about. If you wanna talk to me and you need help getting your business start started and uh, or struggling, I've got 30 years in the business, so I think I can help you a little bit here. Okay, great. So um, my next guest, which I am super excited about, he is a rock star LinkedIn expert. We are going to talk to Scott Aaron, who is an international acclaimed and award-winning online marketer, three-time best-selling author, top podcaster, and speaker. He is, um, is the go-to specialist when it comes to converting traffic, establishing connections, creating income using LinkedIn, and building personal brand. I'm super excited. We're gonna talk about how to turn LinkedIn into an income producing machine for your business. Scott Aaron, welcome. Annette, honor and uh, privilege to be here and excited to connect and talk to you I and your know. audience today. Yes, yes, thank you. And if you guys have any questions, put them in the chat. Scott has so much, oh my gosh, so much great information. I saw, I heard him speak. And I was writing notes like crazy because I am all over social media. I don't, I unfortunately don't work LinkedIn as much as I should. So, you know, he gives me that kick in the butt that I need to do. So why don't we get started and tell us how you got into LinkedIn. So it was completely by accident, but um, I'm a big believer that nothing really happens by accident. Things happen right. uh, very purposefully. So I was transitioning out of my brick and mortar business. I was a uh, fitness club owner. My family had three health clubs. I was a personal trainer and sports nutritionist. And I was kind of just completely physically and emotionally drained from the five to nine, not yeah. the nine to five, the five to nine that I was working. <laughs> and I was trading time for dollars. So I started to shift my business not completely online but a portion of it into the online space to start growing some income where i didn't physically have to be there in person yeah and it, it took off and around 2014 about a year after i i realized that the the demographic and the type of people that i wanted to work with 
and build my organization and team around were not necessarily on Facebook and Instagram. I, I, I read an article that basically started talking about the three important things when building an online business. And that is age demographic, that is the size of the network that you can grow, and the monetary income level that people make. Mm -hmm. And when I read this, it basically clarified for me what I kind of thought, which Facebook and Instagram, you're only allowed 5,000 friends on Facebook, the average age is 18 to 29, and the yearly income is $30,000 a year or less. So it basically solidified how I was feeling, but you know, when I looked at the statistics that LinkedIn was holding where you're allowed 30,000 connections, the average age is 30 to 55, and the yearly income is between 75 to $100,000 a year or more, it was one of those light bulb moments where I'm like, you know what, I gotta look into this platform. Yeah. So I dove in head first and you know, I've always been a connector. That's, you know, when you spend over 65,000 hours working with individuals one-on-one -on -one in person, you really get good at listening to people and finding out what their pain points are, what they're struggling with. And I just transferred that onto LinkedIn and my business began to scale even more. As people started to hear about what I was doing with LinkedIn, people started reaching out to me and saying, hey, can you teach me what you're doing? Right. I'll, I'll pay you. And I'm like, you'll, you'll pay me? And they were like, yeah, I mean, if this is bringing money into your business and you can show me how to bring money into my business using LinkedIn, I will gladly pay you for that. And that was around mid-2014, so it's been about seven and a half years now. And... Wow. Uh, my wife and I have a thriving company. Um, we have wonderful people that that work with us and for us, and and right. things are growing and scaling every single day. Yeah, that's awesome. I love to hear that. It does social media. It does work. I mean, and I I know that I need to get more, you know, into it. So I'm, I'm hopefully I can. I just need to, you know, set the plan and do it because once I, same with um, Instagram, I, you know, was afraid of doing Instagram and the Instagram stories and all that stuff. I'm not as strategic on it, but, you know, I'm kind of at a place where I'm really lucky that I've been in business long enough now that I'm word of mouth is really where it's at. But yeah. I have lots of, I have almost 10,000 people on LinkedIn that I have right. not done and you were going to kill me for this, but I haven't done anything with it. You know, I mean, we, we talk, we connect people. I always answer people on my um, you know, in the email section or the chat section, I'm yep. always, you know, connecting with people. It's just, it feels very overwhelming. So, but I know it's like a gold mine there. So I probably should do something with it, but hopefully this will give me another kick in the butt. Okay. So who is LinkedIn for best for? Well, you know, I, I really feel it's, it's for everyone because if someone is looking to transition in certain industries, you can make that transition with job seekers. If you're someone that is looking to be recruited for a specific position, you can use LinkedIn for that. If you're a sole proprietor and you have a product, uh, a good, or something to offer uh, the connection base that you've built, uh, you can use LinkedIn for that. If you're a coach and you're looking to gain clientele, it's good for that. If you're a consultant that does some work in the corporate world, it's good right. for that. So the, the wonderful thing about LinkedIn, it's a, a business networking platform. Mm -hmm. So if you're in business 
and you know who your ideal client is, you know who your ideal avatar is, and you know the end goal. So what is that end game that you're looking? Are you looking to scale your business? Are you looking to get some speaking gigs? Are you looking to um, you know, pick up some more clientele? Then all you have to do is make applicable the ways that you need to leverage and use LinkedIn to have it work for you. So. I've worked with people in so many different industries, insurance professionals, financial services, real estate, business coaches, sales teams, individuals that are looking to start a coaching practice. So it it is a one size fits all, but you must be strategic and specific in how you use it. So it really is for everybody. And so we have a lot of, cause you know, I own an event business and I have a group of Facebook uh, wedding and event planners and a lot of them are starting their businesses. What advice can you give them to, you know, look for clients on LinkedIn? How can well, they find clients on LinkedIn? It's very, very simple if, if they have, and I've worked with event planners as well. So if you have an event planning business and you have a specific niche that you work in. So the event planner that I worked with, she focused on putting together corporate events. That's that's what she focused on. She didn't do weddings, she didn't do parties. She, fo- <laughs> she focused on 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 large corporate events, uh, yeah. insurance brokerages, yeah. financial firms. So that was easy cuz basically right. I I taught her, okay, you're going to go on there and you're going to put these keywords all throughout your profile. You're going to search and connect for the point of contact, which could be a marketing director within that organization that right. that is in control of the events and, you know, who they're actually going to outsource that information to. Right. And basically you fill in the gaps from there. So, right. so someone that's a wedding planner, you can't really, you know, reach out to people on LinkedIn and say, hey, getting married anytime soon. Yeah. So <laughs> absolutely. Uh, it's it's more the the long game in in that sense. So if, if you are putting together or you do have some sort of event planning that's that's revolving more around the personal event and personal event, I mean it could be you do parties, you do surprise parties, 60th birthdays, you do anniversaries, you do weddings, engagement parties, those types of things. LinkedIn, it's it's good to build the network around your demographic. So if you look at your clientele base right now and you see that you're doing a lot of work for people that are in that maybe 30 to 40 range or the 25 to 35 range, and if you look a step deeper, which is really important, figuring out, and if you don't do this, I'm gonna suggest you start doing it now. When you are now bringing new clients on without using LinkedIn, find out what your clients do for a living. Find out what their profession is because then if you're starting to see a reoccurring theme that I work with a lot of doctors, I I work with a lot of small business owners, whatever it is, you can then put that in the search engine and LinkedIn and you can start connecting with those individuals, not looking to prospect them, but just getting them into your network. Now, for that service provider, that event planner that is providing that more of a personal type of event, you need to go all in with content. And what I mean by content is educating and informing and bringing awareness to the network that you're building around the things that you do. So it's not saying, you know, hey, contact me if you want me to do your next wedding. It's breaking down as people are maybe getting to that phase in their life and something that they are going to be preparing for 
things to look for when you're properly planning a party or things that maybe people don't or maybe they overlook. So it's more about education and information from that standpoint on the personal side. On the business side, yes, you can directly connect with that ideal point of contact, but also providing that relevant, informative, and educational information on the platform. Right. And another tip is, so if you're looking for corporate clients, there are tons of corporate planners that are on LinkedIn that work for companies that outsource additional help. So you can search for them. You can ask them, you know, I know you have an in-house team, but I've done tons of work for other corporations that have an in-house team. And a lot of times it might just be an assistant that's helping them that doesn't know you know, how to negotiate and how to do searches and how to save them thousands and thousands of dollars like we do. So um, you just, those are really good things that you want to talk about. So you can find corporations through through doing that. And I've done that a lot. We've, I've talked to a lot of planners um, and searched and then I did a little, there was times when I was doing that and I did. And also consulting. So if you, if on LinkedIn, there are jobs, uh, just, you know, you can go into the job uh, section of LinkedIn and they do hire um, planners as consultants or freelance and things like that. So I have gotten work that way through that. So um, that's really, really great tips, great stuff. So what are common mistakes people make on LinkedIn? I would say there's a, there's a few big mistakes. I would say number one, they're not specific enough with who they're connecting with. So I call it the spray and pray method where it's, it's this race to 30,000 connections because people think the more abundant um, their network is in a very, very short time period, the more successful they're going to become on LinkedIn. So I've grown my network from about 300 uh, to close to 28,000 in the last three and a half, four years. But it's been a very strategic uphill climb because yeah. your connections need to fit into one of two Uh, connection buckets. Bucket A is your ideal client. So really defining who's that ideal client, searching and connecting with them. And bucket B is your power partner. So who is that person that's one connection away? So the example I give people is if personal trainers were your ideal client, your power partner would be a gym owner because gym owners employ personal trainers. So you can connect and network with them and you can do introductions. So where a lot of people are getting in trouble, they're just hitting that connection, that connection button all day long. And they're bringing in all of these people that don't fit into one of those those connection buckets. And then they wonder why no one's responding to messages, no one's engaging in content because they have all the wrong people. So you have to build a network around people that actually see and find value, not only in the content that you're going to produce, but who you are as a business owner. The other big mistake is how people message other individuals. And I think this is probably the biggest problem. Yeah. So many people now are using automated systems. So they're hiring marketing companies or they're attaching some sort of automated software, which both are actually illegal. It's It goes against the user agreement of LinkedIn. You can get permanently kicked off. Mm-hmm. And it's happened. I know people that have had their accounts completely wiped out. And wow. The fact is, is that if you are automating that process, if you are automating the process of human connection, you're not going to win 
ever because human connection needs to be built from the ground up. It has to be organic. It has to be genuine and authentic. So a lot of people are using these automated processes that connect and message for them. So people get these robotic messages from robots expecting people to respond back to that as a human being wanting to talk to a robot and it never happens. <laughs> the other thing is, even if someone is organically doing it themselves, people are also doing this selling and pitching aspect where they're going in for the kill from, from, from day one. And now they're doing it so poorly in that aspect People are putting sales pitch messages when they add a note to a connection request on LinkedIn as well. And no one, and this is the key thing that anyone in any business needs to understand. No one buys anything from anyone that they don't know, they don't like, and they don't trust. No one likes being sold to, no one likes being pitched to. So if you are going to add a note, Make sure it's a personal connection that you're sending this person a note to. And if you're going to message people, make sure it's just to connect. Make sure it's to get to know each other, to network offline, not online, and to never sell and pitch. And those are the two biggest problems going on on LinkedIn right now. Right. And I believe, I think I remember you saying not to add a note when you're connecting with somebody. Correct. Yeah. The only time there's three instances where you should actually add a note. So instance number one is if you're on this live right now and you happen to be seeing it on LinkedIn, you can send me a connection request on LinkedIn and say, Hey, saw you on a Nets LinkedIn live would love to connect. So you're, you're bridging that gap. You're letting me know exactly how you heard about me right. or uh, you listened to my podcast or you read one of my books. You make right. a personal connection. A personal connection, right. The second time is maybe you met someone at a networking event and it's been a while and you, you just found out that they were on LinkedIn. So it, you would say something like, hey, Annette, we met, you know, last year at the blah, blah, blah networking event, you know, would love to connect here on LinkedIn. So again, you're making a personal connection to that person. The other way is if maybe a referral and this, I get these every week, yeah. you know, someone sends me a note and says, Hey Scott, I was referred to you by one of your clients XYZ and I'm interested in hearing what you do. Again, I'm going to accept all three of those connection requests because they've let me know that there's a personal connection already, which means they already know me. So it's going to be easier to build a relationship and a connection with someone that has already heard of me, someone right. that already knows me, rather than someone that's just blindly sending and adding a note, hoping I accept. Yeah, such great advice. I totally, and I've been using that. So one of the main things I remember from when I listened to you uh, is not to do that and just make it more, if I met them somewhere or something, I make it more personal. So I think that's fantastic advice. So you mentioned getting blocked on LinkedIn through your um, robot situation, but are there other ways you can get blocked on LinkedIn? Yeah, there's, well, there's three, three main ways. Number one, um, what I mentioned, if you violate the user agreement. So if you have anyone logging into your account from a different IP address. So yeah. there's a lot of people now that try to outsource their social media course, activity. Yeah. So they'll they'll give someone in Canada or even a, a different place in the country where they live to log in, but LinkedIn is actually tracking the IP login addresses now. So if they see the IP address is yeah. different from where the person lives, 
you may get blocked or if it's from a different computer because basically so people say well scott what if i'm traveling and i log into linkedin the IP address is directly connected to the piece of software that you're using, i.e. a laptop, a PC, or your phone. Someone else has a different IP address attached to their piece of technology, which again, that will get you blocked off of LinkedIn. The second way is if you do that spray and pray method, because here's what happens. If you connect with the wrong people, You'll see when you get a connection request, it has an accept and ignore. Right. Now, if too many people hit the ignore button because they don't really feel a relatable connection to you, they don't really understand like, why is Annette connecting with me? We have no relatable connection. What she does is completely different from what I do. I don't get it. They're gonna hit that ignore button. Now, LinkedIn tracks how many ignores you get from your account. And if it hits a, a certain threshold, which they don't tell you how many, they can permanently or uh, temporarily disable your account until obviously you abide by what they want you to do, which is to connect to people that you really feel there's a connection there or you do know them. Yeah. The third and final way is if you actually abuse um, the connection requests. So there's been a connection limit um, put into place for LinkedIn because so many people were using this software that they were sending out five, six, seven hundred connections a day. That's crazy. I know, nuts. Like, exactly. And, and you, you, you don't. It's that race yeah. to 30,000. Right. So LinkedIn has established a baseline of you cannot exceed 100 connection requests sent per week that's monday through sunday so you could wait till sunday send 100 out and you're good it resets on monday if you go over that you'll get slapped on the wrist a one day restriction if you do it again it's a seven day restriction if you do it again it's a 30 day restriction and if you do it a fourth time it is a permanent restriction that you can never ever send a connection request ever again so those are the three big things that you really have to be mindful of yeah. using the automated software, making sure that you're connecting with the right people and making sure that you don't exceed that hundred connection sent limit per week. That's great advice. Uh, is LinkedIn like Facebook and Instagram? Uh, absolutely not. And the funny thing is you see people trying to treat it that way. Yeah. So you'll see people, the scandalous or cheeky photos that they put on Facebook and Instagram, they're trying to put onto LinkedIn now. So they get a lot of bait engagement. So LinkedIn is a social networking platform. It's for business. It's not for personal. And this is what people are trying to do. They, they do things for likes. They do things for engagements and views. Right. And you know what? That is vanity metrics. And yeah. vanity metrics does not equate to monetary success. Some of the most uh, viewed people on LinkedIn are also some of the most broke people on LinkedIn because, <laughs> because everyone is attributing all the engagement they get. Oh, they must be rolling in it. Listen. Success happens behind closed doors, yeah. not not in front of the front door. Right. That so so many people get addicted to this engagement game. Like what I get, what can I do now to right. get a lot of likes and comments and views? Because 
that's the driving force behind the algorithm of Facebook and Instagram. Now, will you get seen more if you have good engagement on LinkedIn? Absolutely. But I'll tell you this, I could care less how many people like or comment on my stuff on LinkedIn. For me, it's about showing up each day genuinely and authentically. So if you treat Facebook and Instagram like LinkedIn or you treat LinkedIn like Facebook and Instagram, it's not going to work. Except if it's uh, a very value added piece of content. So if, if it's something business related where you actually can take it from Facebook and throw it onto Instagram, prime example, I do LinkedIn tips of the week. So I educate people on LinkedIn, but if you look at me on Instagram, my, my handle on Instagram is Scott Aaron LinkedIn. So I will then share that in my stuff on my LinkedIn. I'll also share it on Facebook because that's part of my business and brand being a LinkedIn educator and information center. So do not treat LinkedIn like Facebook and Instagram. It's for business branding, it's for business growth, and it's for business networking. Yeah, I put uh, any, I don't t- share a ton of personal stuff, but when I do, it's only on it, um, uh, LinkedIn. I'm sorry, it's only on Instagram, Facebook, and then it goes to, because you can connect it to Twitter as well, which I hardly ever go on. But yeah. I never share that. But I do notice that more people are tr- sharing more personal things on LinkedIn. And I'm hoping that that doesn't, you know, they do something about that. Well, you know, listen, they're going to. And because, yeah. again, the, the big driver between LinkedIn and other people's platforms is marketing is still the number one driver of how LinkedIn makes their money. So right. they want large organizations, large companies on that platform spending money on LinkedIn ads, not individuals, large companies. And the large companies, are, in all honesty, are getting kind of pissed off because they're yeah. seeing all of these amateurs basically posting all these these feel good YouTube videos when you know I don't want to see you know the cat clicking the typewriter on on LinkedIn that's that's for reels that that's for TikTok and that's for Facebook it's not for LinkedIn so they are very present they are very aware and they always have the business owners back so they will have our best interest obviously first and foremost the only thing that I ever post about is, um, and I do post a lot. We do post a lot on LinkedIn. Um, I need to do more engaging, but I do post a lot. Um, is uh, if I've been recognized for something last year because of COVID, I you know was able to keep my business going and educate people and help them. So I got recognized a lot, and I was speaking a lot. So I like to show that, and I think that you know that's I think that's the only personal thing. But it was about me and my business, and you know, it was about me. So the business, hundred percent. That that is exactly what you should. Victories are very important when they're related right. to business to share. Yeah. So I was featured in Digital Marketer Magazine um, last okay. month. That's Thank nice. you, and it, it was shared like nine thousand times. So. Yeah. I took a screenshot of it and I threw it up on LinkedIn because the article was about how to grow your business on LinkedIn. So it's it's a humble brag, but it's all related to business. So it 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 plays as a source of information of inspiration and motivation to those people that are looking to achieve certain success in their business as well. That's an appropriate post for LinkedIn. I mean, listen, we work really hard, you know, and so when you get recognized. 
especially by the industry that you're in, that's a big deal. And you should always, it feels weird, uh, you know, bragging, so to speak about yourself, but you should absolutely, I worked super hard to get where I'm at. So uh, you should, you know, shout it to the mountaintop so they yes. can see, cause they're like, oh, she's an expert. People want to see her. People are talking about her and her business. So, you know, I think that's really great. And then, and then you will start to get more people if you are into that, liking and wanting to follow you type of thing that will get people to follow you so yep. you know it works so it can be overwhelming where should someone begin on linkedin if they're just getting started so i would say outside of of the connecting and the messaging and the content creation is making sure that your profile is set up appropriately because what people don't realize is your profile on linkedin serves as the homepage to a website. Yeah. So when you want people to go to your profile on LinkedIn and see what it is that you do, how you do it, and who you serve. Right. So if your profile is really just a bunch of dead space or it's just filled out like a resume, how are people gonna really get to know you and who you are and obviously how you serve people? So. Yeah, the, the obvious things are having the about me section and your experience section and your education, your volunteer experience. But the three areas that people really don't take advantage of are number one, the LinkedIn cover story, your name pronunciation and your featured content. Now, the LinkedIn cover story is something that you need to utilize through the mobile app. You can't set it up through the uh, PC or a desktop version. You have to do it through your phone. And if anyone goes to my profile and you click on my profile picture, you'll see that there's a 30 second introductory video to my profile. So people can click on it and it says, Hey, my name's Scott Aaron. I do X, Y, and Z. These are the clients that I serve. If anyone's interested in connecting or talking, send me a message or a connection request and would love to connect with you. Thanks for checking out my profile. So yeah. I'm going to so, have to add one of those. That's so good. you're you're creating this customer journey right on your LinkedIn profile. Then there's that name pronunciation where there's a little speaker by the person's name. Now, historically, people have used it to pronounce their name if it's a, you know, they're not really sure how someone is going to pronounce their name. But <laughs> you get a 10-second audio clip that you can upload. Again, it must be done through the phone. Okay. And it's 10 seconds, so you can say, hey, this is Scott Aaron, LinkedIn expert, coach, trainer, and speaker. Send me a connection request, send me a message if you'd like to leverage LinkedIn. Boom, 10 yeah. seconds. And again, it's a secondary way where people can learn what it is that you do. Below that is the featured content section. And again, all you have to do is hit add profile section and it'll say featured content. And this is where you can feature as many pieces of content as you want, but they show three where you can feature your latest LinkedIn Live. You can feature um, an, an opt-in page where people can download a free resource. You can feature your website or a booking of a call with you. So again, you're taking people through this journey of who you are, what you do, and who you serve, and your profile is the best way to get started with it. Yeah, yeah, I was laughing because your name they have this thing out there where people were pronouncing names wrong and it was A.A. Ron. Mm. Did you see for Aaron? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and that's from Key and Peele too, A.A. Ron. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. All right, so great. So um, 
Uh, so what are you working on right now? I know you mentioned a little bit about it, but tell everybody what you are currently working on. So my wife and I, you know, obviously we, we have a company together that focuses not just on LinkedIn, but focuses on helping people uh, with their personal branding, their marketing strategy, uh, understanding their niche and their, their niche and their avatar better. And we do help individuals write and self-publish their first book, um, but also help people launch a successful podcast. So everything is kind of central uh centralized around helping people show up more on whatever social media platform they choose, but basically building the best brick house brand that they can. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, we have a 12 month group coaching program. We have one on one programs um, and we actually even worked with a developer over the last two years and people have always complained that they can't show up enough on social media. So we actually created our own social posting uh, app called BYOB Social, where people can connect up to five of their uh, social media platforms, um, Facebook business page, Facebook groups, Instagram business page, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google My Business, and they can pre-schedule genuine, authentic, and their own content um, across those five platforms that they choose um, as far ahead as they want. So we allow yeah. people, is there a fee for that? Now? Yeah, it's it's forty nine dollars a month. Um, okay. People can cancel at any time. How do we get to the app? Uh, you just have to go to the website, which is www.thetimetogrow.com. So all together, uh, and then to yeah, thetimetogrow.com. We'll put the link in the chat. Yep, and then you'll see right there it says BYOB Social, and that's uh, that's the name of our application, great. and it's great. I mean, we we actually have had it for about a year and a half, but we just took it to market um, yeah. actually last month. So we were only using it for our one-on-one -on -one clients, but now yeah. we've kind of opened it up for anyone to use because people Good. have been asking. Good for you. It's a great it's a great tool to to market across platforms and not how you can schedule things right there's yep. on that yeah that's a that's a great thing yeah to have. Th there's an inspiration section where if people are kind of stuck there's over a hundred thousand different content ideas in there so people can kind of click on that um it's got almost like a canva type integration where you can actually create your own content your own fonts your own colors so you mm -hmm. can really um just sit down for an hour a week and just plan everything out, go theming and, and uh, just have a great time and just take that off your plate. Well, that's awesome. That's really, really great. So do you have a, I understand you have a free resource for everyone. Yeah. So anyone that is looking to really get started with their LinkedIn profile, which I stated, um, if you go to my website, www.scotterron.net, as soon as you visit the website, you'll see a pop-up that will say, download your free profile infograph. And this is a four-page infograph that goes over uh, most of what we discussed today and how to set up your profile properly to make sure that it is set up the right way, but also it starts to get optimized where you're being seen for who you are, what you do, and who you serve. That's awesome. And I'm going to tell my assistant who's on here running the chat, shout out to Christy. Um, if you could send me that link, because I want to check my profile and make sure it's set up right. So um, that's really great. That's really great. I, I know that you and I mentioned um, before we got on here, we were talking about going live on LinkedIn and yep. we both. it took us both over a year. And I do a ton of content on there. I have my profiles pretty full 
um, you know, with all kinds of resources. They want to have videos and things like that, but they didn't approve me until just a couple weeks ago. So it took over a year. So suggestions on, let's talk just a teeny bit about the video piece of it, because I think that that's um, a really important piece is to do video. Obviously they're talking about every platform you should do it, yep. but we can talk a little bit about that. So live video is, is the best kind of video, but yes, th there are uh, specific things and uh, requirements that you need to meet to become a LinkedIn live producer. So um, I've actually helped people um, alleviate and streamline the process much quicker than you and I did because I didn't know. So what I tell people is if, um, if you post two native videos per week, um, so native video is literally you recording from your phone and uploading it right to LinkedIn um, and you do it twice a week. You keep the videos between two and five minutes in length. You educate and inform. You never sell um, over about a two month period. So over eight weeks, that's 16 right. videos. I always suggest after those 16 videos have been uploaded, then you can fill out the application to uh, become a LinkedIn live producer. Now, you may not get it on the first try. I've had a lot of clients that have. Um, it may take two or three more tries, but you continue that same methodology of yeah. uploading two native videos. So you don't want to upload YouTube videos to LinkedIn because just like most social media platforms, LinkedIn doesn't want you to leave LinkedIn. So if you upload a, a YouTube video, they're going to click on that and it's going to take them to YouTube instead of saying on LinkedIn. So they're not going to show it to as many people as you want. Now, right. maximum length video native is 10 minutes in length. So you can't go over 10 minutes. That's why LinkedIn Live is so impactful because you can go on as long as you want. You could talk for yeah. three hours if you wanted to. Right. But for those that actually do LinkedIn Live, minimum requirements for a LinkedIn Live is 15 minutes to actually get good traction. So you really want to plan ahead, whether it's an interview or a solo video, plan for at least 15 minutes. But everything that you produce, whether it's native or live, educate, inform, give tips, tangible takeaways, and things that are value added that people can put into their business and get results without having to pay you a dollar. Such great advice. Yeah, it's, and I'm excited to be on LinkedIn Live. So thank you, LinkedIn, for letting us join <laughs> in you. the party here. I know, exactly. So what do you love most about LinkedIn? I think it's just the ability to create powerful connections with people that you wouldn't have been yeah. able to meet otherwise. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big circle of influence type of person. So not saying that there's not good circle of influences on Facebook and Instagram. It's just I'm on there, but it's just not my demographic. My, right. my demographic is other thought leaders, other business owners, other people that are growing and scaling their businesses to seven and eight figures as Nancy and I are. So I really want to surround myself with those like-minded individuals where we can pick each other's brains. We can really see if there's any holes or gaps or ways to connect or create or collaborate. Because again, Nancy and I, my wife, we follow the teachings of the science of getting rich by Wallace D. Waddles, which he states, don't live in a world of uh, comparison uh, and competition. Instead, right. live in a world of creation and collaboration. So what Nancy and I have found is that LinkedIn is the best way to continue to create and collaborate. And that's why our business and our company has grown the way that it has because of the ability that LinkedIn allows you to do all of those things. Yeah, well, that's amazing. And I feel exactly the same way. So 
on that. Thank you so much. We could talk about this for hours, but <laughs> we both have to go run our businesses. Absolutely. So, and other people have to go now get on LinkedIn and start connecting here. So, um, and so how we, how do we reach you? I know we can get you on your website at uh, scottaaron.net. Yep. But your handle on LinkedIn and your social media platforms. Why don't you talk about that just for a second? Yeah. If you just, um, uh, just go on LinkedIn and just search Scott Aaron, it's S C O T T A A R O N. I'll come up. Um, on Instagram, my handle is at Scott Aaron LinkedIn, and I actually have a free LinkedIn community on Facebook. It's actually called LinkedIn Leads for Life. Um, if you just search for that uh, on Facebook, you can request to join. We have close to 3,000 people uh, in this private community where I provide you know, a couple extra trainings free every single week for people right. that are on Facebook that want to learn specifically about LinkedIn. Yeah, it's a great group. Well, thank you so much, Scott. It's been great. I know you're very busy, and I'm so honored that you've been on here to teach everyone. So I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you. And, and again, thank you so much for the opportunity to come on here today. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for joining. We will not be here next week. I have a golf outing, so we're going to be super busy. But we will be back again in a few weeks. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic weekend. And get on LinkedIn and start getting some business. See you later.